this audience to yeah. build up. Here we are in uh, this. You know, by the way, on a Monopoly board. Yeah. So I used to play Monopoly when I was young. On Monopoly board, all I remember is Park Lane, Mayfair was where you wanted to get, own. This get, is where you wanted to own. Get the dark blues. Get Correct. The, get the hotels on them. Correct. <laughs> and this is this is where we are right now is Park Lane Street. Yeah. Mayfair. Yeah. So Luth is that is that the pick of the streets in London? This is this is this is the pinnacle. This is the this pinnacle. is it. Yeah. So this is this is where you want to own your real estate. And we're opposite a park. Yeah. Which um, I've been told by Sanjay, Madonna runs there. Quite possibly. Sanjay's probably more connected with the celebrities than I am. Right. So <laughs> does, does Madonna live in the UK? Yes. She yeah, does? Yeah. Yeah, well, she's probably got what uh, houses here. Right. Dotted all over the place as well. Right. So. And as we're waiting for this audience yeah. to, um, to build up, uh, Luke, um, I can't help it that... Um, Yesterday, I was. Um, yesterday, what I did. There we are. We're there on. We are. The, we're, yeah. We're on, yeah. See the. Hopefully, see the comments coming in. Um, so what I was going to say yeah. is, yesterday, Luke, I um, went to the Winston Churchill Museum. Oh yeah. Because um, I'm staying. I'm staying in uh, Berkeley Street, Mayfair. Yeah. So for those of you that are watching this video live or watching it on. On repeat, you're going to leave this up on. You're going to leave. We're going to leave it up. Yeah, going yeah. to leave it up. Put it on iTunes as well as a podcast. So for those for those um, of you um, that aren't familiar with the UK, do you think most of the viewers are from the UK that are watching this? Uh, yeah, I would have thought so. We right. may get a few of our followers in uh, in Australia. Right. We've had a few guests from Australia on the podcast. We've, we've had, had Troy. We've had Troy. Uh, we've had Edward. From NGU, Edward Smythe. You, oh, you've had Edward yeah, as well. Yeah, we've had Edward. Well, he's an English lad, isn't he? He Irish. 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 Yeah. Yeah. yeah Irish. He's a he's a great. He was one of the. He's a, a one of my first gym members off the top of my head. Yeah. Yeah. You've um, interviewed him. Yeah, we've interviewed him as well. So uh, Glenn uh, Twiddle. Oh, you've had Glenn. We've you've had, had Glenn. Glenn. Yeah. Did he? He was here. No. Yeah. So he he was remotely as well. Right. Yeah. So we've had we've had Glenn. Um, we've got Tom Ferry. Yes, uh, on Tom Ferry on Friday. Yeah, so Tom Tom's coming. I'm uh, um, I'm speaking at that event at Spicer Heart. That's yeah. why I've come to the UK. Yeah. And um, Tom Ferry's also speaking at, at that event. Yeah. Um. So, um, wow, you've had a few. You've got Americans. You had Australians. Yeah, John uh, McGrath. John McGrath. You had, had John McGrath. Yeah, we had an hour of John. Right. Yeah, really good, really good time. And um, Luke. When you do these interviews, mm. you use with overseas people. You use Zoom or uh, mi mixture. We've uh, used Zencaster, yeah, uh, which I think you now use on MBA. Correct. Correct. Um, we've just started to use Zoom um, because we found by seeing people, you get the better interaction. Yeah. When you just have their voice, sometimes you end up uh, interrupting them, don't you? When when you don't mean to, but when you can see their facial expressions or. So when you use Zoom, mm. what do you do afterwards? You strip the audio. Strip the audio because Zoom will give you the video, yeah. or you can have the audio only. Yeah. Um. So we use Zoom in our business. So we do a lot of um, meetings on Zoom because I could be in a different office, or on a Monday I'll work from the gym. So we'll still have a manager's meeting, and then the audio will take 
that then gets typed up as meeting minutes so that we've then got we're not having to take lots and lots of notes right. we can concentrate on the conversation and the um, the audience members that you've got um, that watch it are estate agents generally from the UK yeah estate agents suppliers yeah uh, suppliers to estate agents uh, even members of the public have, uh, have listened to it it's out there so uh, so they can see what we're trying to do to help try and raise the all right, well, I'm, look, I can tell you I've done a lot of work in the UK. This is uh, probably my third or fourth visit to the UK. Yeah. Um, and I've also done conferences in other countries where the UK has held their conference, like overseas yeah. in Thailand. So I have to say there are so many similarities yeah. between the Australian real estate market and the UK market. Um, Luke, and I know that there are some of the questions you want to talk yeah. through today, um, but I have to say that you know uh, agents going in at cheap commissions uh, vendors wanting too much and realigning them in value um, agents being um, unstructured with their prospecting these are common issues that you could you know be talking like right now like sitting here right here yeah. i actually i mean apart from your accent yeah i actually could feel like i'm just sitting at an office in sydney yeah. you know so it doesn't matter on the location the problems are still the same the problem the, the the problems are fundamentally the same and the biggest problem luke is this that estate agents have to learn the ability to manage free time you can be an estate agent and walk into your branch walk into an office you can actually say goodbye to your husband to your wife to your significant other say i'm going in for a day's work you can walk into the office and you can sit in the office all day, you can do nothing, have no conversations, go back home and actually say, I was at work today, yeah. right? So this is a fundamental issue that ultimately, if you're an estate agent, you've got to learn your ability to handle your own time. If you're working for a bank, or if you're working at Starbucks, if you're working at Nero, the coffee shop, if you're working at a bank, you've got a set of tasks you're accountable for those tasks as an estate agent an estate agent has to be self-driven self-motivated because you, there are no consequences for you bludging yeah in the short term yeah but there are consequences for you bludging in the long term and um, I think that estate agents that learn that the most precious thing that they've got is the value that they put into each hour and not how many hours they're at their office are the ones that succeed yeah you know yeah and i love that what you say with what you're doing now is going to determine your income and your life in 90 days 120 days because the effort that you're putting in now you're going to sow those rewards later on yeah in sales whether it's property financial services um, airlines um, shoes uh, mobile phones there's a law and it's called the 30-day rule yeah and the 30-day rule says what I do in this 30 days affects the next 90 days yeah Luke most people struggle with the 30-day rule because what they'd like to do is they want to be rewarded for their 30 days in this 30 yes. days yeah and there is a gap there is um, a gap of a few months yeah. on action versus result. Yeah. Um, 
and it's called delayed gratification. Yeah. The ability to do something now, not get something for it now, but to keep doing that behavior. And I think if you're a sort of person that struggles with that concept, you'll struggle being an estate agent and you're probably not suited to it. Yeah. You're going to struggle in sales full stop, aren't you? 100%. Yeah. You're going to struggle in sales. There are some jobs, there are some jobs where the struggle will be less. For instance, if you're selling chocolate bars at a, this convenience store, convenience store yeah. right? You know that you're going to visit 15 stores, you're going to go walk in, you're going to say, How many would you like for this week? 10? Great. Tick the box move on to the next one. You'll get by because that job is keeping you accountable yeah. because you've got a sales manager that is saying, who did you visit today? The issue is that you're not gonna get paid a high salary, right? Yeah. As an estate agent, it is uncapped earnings. Yeah. It's too good to be true, yeah. you know? So, um, yeah, I'm hoping that one of the things that comes out of today's conversation, yeah. Luke, is that we might get a light bulb moment for one of the listeners yeah. or viewers. Well, that's 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 the plan. So, shall we cut to some of the yes, some of the questions? Yeah. So we've had uh, so we've had some of the questions. So, um, so one of them, um, I know that Tom's famous for being a member of the Five AM Club. Um, could he uh, break down both his morning routine and the benefits that you get? From that routine is okay um, so let's talk about what the routine is at 5 a.m. I wake um, I spend about 10 minutes thinking not meditating I'm not a great meditator okay I try yeah I struggle with it yeah I go through various phases that I'm more committed to it um, but I spent five or 10 minutes. And what I'm thinking about, Luke, is reasons I should be grateful. Yeah. I find that the way you start your day is the way your day unfolds. Yeah. So pretty much the first five or 10 minutes, these are the questions I ask myself in my head. Who loves me? Yeah. Who do I love? What good happened yesterday in my life? What am I grateful for today? Yeah. And by asking those questions to myself, I'm automatically shaping my head and my mind to start thinking positive stuff. Yeah. Because if you actually think the opposite, let's assume the questions I spent in the first 10 minutes were, who hates me? Who do I hate? What shit thing happened yesterday? What am I ungrateful for in yeah. my life? It's a different state. Yeah. So the first 10 minutes is priming is yourself. Priming, yeah. yeah. great word. Then I generally find that I have a glass of water and I know that I'm being very minute in all yeah. this, but yeah, yeah. I, think, I think sometimes well, it's part of your morning ritual, yeah. isn't yeah. it? So I have a glass of water uh, then I leave the house in um, sportswear. I put on a pair of Nike runners. Yeah. And um, I head 
to a cafe. Yeah. So I've got a habit, and that is I'll have a morning coffee <laughs> by around 5.30. Yeah. It's always the same. Yeah. Soy flat white, weak, extra hot, with one Splenda yeah. or one Stevia. I then either go to a gym or I go to a thing called the Bay Run, which is pretty much um, a bit like Hyde Park. Okay, yeah. Right? And I'll either gym, I'll do gym stuff, run, um, if I do the Bay Run, or, or I'll walk. Then I'll come back, Luke, and what I'll do is I'll sit down at a coffee shop and I'll go to my app called Things. Okay. So what's, what's Things? Things is an app, and what it is is I've got it on my watch yeah. as well as on my phone. Okay. And it also synchronizes to my iPad and computer. Yeah. So for instance, I just press this button, and what I say is make sure I send Luke seven scripts and dialogues. That goes in. So that now automatically goes to my mobile phone, yeah. automatically goes to my computer yeah. and iPad. Everything's synchronized. Okay. And what happens is I spend time because over the previous day, a lot of things went in there. Yeah. And then what I do is the Things app yeah. allows me to say, pick today, yeah. pick tomorrow, pick someday. So what I do is I pick my most important tasks yeah. after I've done the exercise yeah. and I'm having my second coffee. Yeah. So I'm sitting there. So by around seven o'clock, yeah. I have felt grateful yeah. and primed myself, using your word to get me into state. Yeah. I have then done exercise which has created some chemical endorphins yeah. to get you feeling happy yeah the third thing i've done is i have designed my day because i'm either going to have a day of design or a day of accidents and i'm choosing intentionally how my day is going to go now i'm not saying it's going to go perfect to the script but at least there is a script yeah but you're just going to stand in greater chance in that going well as opposed to not going well by setting your day up right. Correct. So, um, I have another ritual in the morning cause, and that is nine calls yeah. before 9am. Okay. So, those nine calls are split up into three categories. Three new business calls. Yeah. Three current client calls and three culture calls. Okay. Three new business calls is business I'm chasing. Okay. And it is my jab to them. Yeah. It's my stay in touch. Yeah. It's me actually saying, um, I care. Yeah. And it doesn't matter, I'm not doing business with you now, but I care. Yeah. Three current client calls is me staying in touch again with these people, um, which is one of the things that we should be talking about yeah. later on in this podcast, yeah. and that is um, having a system in place to stay top of line on the shopping list for, for your vendors. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And then three culture calls are uh, people that culture to me is family and my staff. 
Okay. So I will call people within that group. Yeah. And what I'm doing is I know that they need communication. So I have those conversations with them. A lot of the times, all it is is how's life. Yeah. That's all it is. Okay. How's life. Yeah. And then if they say to me, oh, it's okay, I'll further go on and say, what's the biggest thing on your plate in life or business at the moment? And that further then allows them to open up and tell me something that yeah. could be on their mind. Um, and that is my morning ritual. Fantastic. So, so those, so from from a manager's perspective, those culture calls could be quite, or important, very important, can't they? To to ensure that your team are performing well, but also so that that they're happy in their work. Because they, if they're unhappy in their personal life, and you can make a difference in that, then they're going to be happier in their workplace, aren't they? Luke, I studied coaching psychology at university. Okay. That was my degree. And I've done around 7,000 hours wow. of coaching. And I've learned one thing. Every business problem is caused by a non-business issue. That's not 100%, but it's close to yeah. it. Generally speaking, when a staff member goes off track, the reason they've gone off track is this. They're having a fight at home with their partner. Yeah. There is a financial issue in their personal life. They're living beyond their means. They may be drinking too much or taking some other substance. They may have a mental health issue and they're going through a bout of anxiety, depression, or as I found out uh, from Winston Churchill, he called it the black dog. Yeah. They're going through a bout of that. So what I've learned is a good manager looks at a staff member at a holistic level because your business life and your personal life is the one life. Yeah. You can't have a positive business life with a negative personal life. So I think that's why a really great question yeah. to be saying to staff, how's life? Yeah. And then further going, I can't get over the amount of people that I'll say to them when I'm having one-on-one -on -one coaching, how's life? Oh, it's pretty good, Tom. Yeah, okay. And then I'll say, what's the biggest thing on your plate at the moment in your life and in business? And they'll say, oh, I'm not sure. And then I'll say, like, if you were sure, what do you reckon it would be? And that's when slowly they start, start opening, opening up. up. You know, and some of the yeah. things that people say is, Tom, I'll be honest with you, it's got nothing to do with, you know, my scripts or my listing presentation or my marketing plan at the moment. I've got a bit of an issue at home. I say, okay, what's that? spoke to my missus for about three, four weeks. I don't know, I've got a few issues with it. Okay. And once you start with the truth, you can solve a problem. Yeah. You know? It's a bit like Luke. Once you accept once you accept like once you accept you're lost, you can turn around and say, ask someone, yeah. where, where am I? Yeah. Oh, you're in 
Park Lane, yeah. Mayfair. Yeah. Okay. I need to get to Doncaster. Yeah. Well, this is how you're going to get there. But until you turn around and say, "Hey, I'm lost." Yeah. You're not going to get to your destination. Yeah. No, some fantastic advice, and to take that interest and. And is that one of the characteristics you see in all great managers, business leaders, that they have that relationship with their with their colleagues? I think that they care about them. And they care about them. And what happens is that they build emotional equity into that person. And then that person actually finds that that's one of the reasons they end up staying in that business. Yeah. Because even though they might get approached by another office yeah. for a higher amount, yeah. they'll turn around and say, Luke was in my corner. Yeah, there's like an emotional bank account, isn't there? Correct. Yeah. And that's a good way of looking at yeah. it. Because um, if you've put a lot of money into that bank account, yeah. um, there comes a time where people turn around and say, you know what? Um, there's millions of dollars in there yeah. that this person's putting in me. Yeah. I'm not interested in leaving. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, the head doesn't get turned at all. Yeah. So, no, some uh, some great some great advice. Um, okay. Um, one question here. So we touched on it earlier about uh, the best stay in touch policy for slow burner clients when sales volumes are down. Um, so there's less content to talk about. So I presume by that they mean there's less success to talk about so there's less to we've we've just sold this property or these properties have just sold so so what tips have you got for speaking to vendors um so because what's the market at the minute there's the market in the uk is is very fragmented um what's it like back in australia fragmented exactly so, it's, the same. so it's the same so the first thing is i think if you're an estate agent you've got to take the approach that now the new model that we operate in, every client's a slow burner. Yeah. Right. The 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 um, time, the 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 romance and the courting <laughs> now yeah. is a lot longer. Yeah. Twenty years ago, one night stands didn't. Yeah. One night stands don't do it now. So if you're into one night stands, yeah. real estate's not the job. So the second thing I'll say is in a great movie 20 years ago called Glen Gary Glen Ross yeah there's a scene at the start of the movie where Alec Baldwin goes in and says ABC always be closing have you seen that movie yeah it's on YouTube you can get it on YouTube okay so, so yeah. watch it like yeah. you know if you've got a bit of spare time watch it one and a half hour two yeah. hour movie won quite a few awards by the yeah. way um, so it's, a, it's actually a great picture regardless of whether you're an estate agent. Um, but what's the point? What's the point? The point is this, Luke. The point is that that model is expired. That's defunct, that model. Yeah. Because ABC always be closing, which was an 80s strategy in sales, yeah. has been replaced by ABE, always be educating. So what does an estate agent do to a client over a long period of time to stay in touch? You basically become their school teacher. 
what you do is you are teaching them everything about the economy, about what's happening with the area, yeah. about any news that the government is putting out that could impact real estate. Yeah. You are also telling them about just listed, just sold. Yeah. But when those aren't taking place, you've got to find content and information that shows to them that you're actually the Google of the region. Yeah. Right? So instead of hitting to the internet to find out what's going on, they want to pick up the phone and speak to you. Correct. So that's what you've got to be doing, which says to me, the estate agent of 2019 that's going to smash it is the knowledge agent. Yeah. So, so you spent some time, I think it was two years ago now, um, with Gary V. Yes. So you went over to New York and so what, because he talked about content and becoming the digital mayor of, of, the, of your town or your city. So what, what does that look what does that look like to real estate? How can they make, make themselves become the digital mayor so that they're becoming the go-to person they're seen as that virtual person? It's really simple. You begin with this question. What keeps my client up at night? You start with that question. Yeah. Because, and by the way, I'm only advising to you yeah. what I've done in my own business. So in my own business, the real estate gym yeah. and my weekly interviews, I start with what keeps my clients up at night and then I create content that addresses that problem. So I'm not going to specifically go off and say, this is what you do, yeah. because it will be different in different parts of the UK, of the world. Yeah. And what you've got to do is that people in your area have got things that worry them. Yeah. What you have to do is ask yourself what they are. A good tip, go and sort of stalk, hang out, flirt yeah. with social media communities yeah. on Facebook that are geography based. Okay. The chatter there yeah. is going to give you a big insight yeah. into As what to... people are talking about. Yeah. Right? So I'd rather recommend to you what they need to do yeah. to find out what they should be yeah. covering. Uh, so join yeah. those Facebook groups. Yeah. Look on the community pages. Yeah. See what's getting the engagement and those conversations. And then that's giving you for free. Yeah. The, the issues that are giving them nightmares and keeping them up at night. Correct. And we're blessed yeah. because you, you can do research and development on social media in like, you know, um, a day. Yeah. You go a day, you know. Um, polls. You yeah. can actually put polls on social media yeah. now that, you know, are going to help you work those things out yeah. very quickly. Yeah. You know? Well, I remember in, in the early days of the gym, there was uh, an agent in Australia and they, they did a, how's your house value affected by the West Connect? Yes. Yeah. I presume it's a Did road. Act, it's yeah. a road of some kind. So, so that could be an example. If there's a road being built and it's right next, HS2, we've got HS2 coming here. So 
there's a lot of publicity about a new housing development, how's that going to affect, but pop on to those every, routes. Every, so, so look, every area in the UK has got things going on, yeah. right? Things going on that concern the community. What you've got to do is basically find out what it is and then become either a content creator or a content curator. Yeah. And then supply that information. And that's how you become their agent before they're actually shopping around for an yeah. agent. No, fantastic. Well, I know that we didn't give any uh, silver bullets there, but I don't think there are any silver bullets for people. Well, They've still got to go out there to find that information. They, we can't just give them all the answers. They've got to so, get so that's that's a really interesting thing because what the, per, the, the, the person seeking the silver bullet is saying, I don't want to do the work. Mm. If you really think yeah. about it, what they're saying is, hey, I know that stuff needs to get done, but I'm really hoping that someone just tells me what it is. Yeah. I'm going to tell you straight. Um, all the good stuff is not easy, right? So if you're trying to copy what works in Mayfair and implement that in Leicester, you may have a strategy that is totally irrelevant in that marketplace. Because I can tell you, what people, what keeps people up at night where we are here yep. is different to what people keeps what keeps people up at night in say Essex yep. or you know yep. in Leicester yep. or in Doncaster or in you know yep. um, another part of the UK. Yep. So what you've got to basically do is immerse yourself in the community, which yep. is another it's another thing. Like you've got to become the community agent in yep. two thousand and nineteen. Yeah. So what things are you seeing agents doing? To get involved in the community so yes you can stalk them on facebook but but you've still got to be seen seen out there whether or not it's at the school fates so i think you should be um getting any opportunity like number one do stuff that you care about so if the deal is hey i really hate football i don't like it but i know in my area there are 700 kids that have got parents. I'll go sponsor that. Yeah. I don't think that's a great strategy because that to me is a bit of a bribe. Mm. What you're basically saying is, I don't care about it, but I can smell dollars there, so I'll do it. Yeah. My advice is find things that you adore in your community, yeah. things that you like. So it could be football. Yeah. Like for me, it's football. Like I yeah. like football, even though I'm in Australia. Football's my preferred code, even though rugby league. So following a football club yeah, um, and sponsoring it yeah, and basically saying, hey, I want to be here. I yeah. want to be on the sidelines. I want to come to some of the training sessions. I want to actually give out the awards yeah. and I want to actually, you know, shake their hands. Yeah. Um, I want to actually meet the parents. Yeah. Um, so I would say number one is only do community stuff that you like. Number two is, it's going to cost you, right? So you need to allocate a bit of a marketing budget, yeah. right? And um, the third thing is, don't think that just because you've got your name on their jerseys, 
that they're going to come up and do business no. with you. They're going to come up and do business with you because they thought Luke on the sidelines yeah. was a nice guy and most estate agents who are commission breath and grubs yeah. were different to this guy. Yeah. This guy cared. Yeah. So I would find, like, so it, it could be football, it could be, you know, the cricket, dancing, cricket, anything, you know, yeah. anything. It could be, I don't know, if you're, you know, in Australia, life-saving clubs where yeah. swimming, you know, um, gymnasium. Yeah. Right, look, I, I yeah. know there are certain areas where the demographic of people that are 25 to 35, they, they don't have kids. Yeah. And they, you know, estate agents go off and sponsor nine-week fitness challenges, yeah. and, you know, hang out with people in the gym for, you know, you know, nine week, you know, yeah. get super fit programs. Yeah. Yeah, yeah no, cracking. Uh, question from Andy. You remember Andy? Yeah, Adam, Andy Adam, of course. Yes, yeah. yeah, so question from Andy. Um, uh, could we please ask Tom how the exceptional agents in Australia are dealing with commission cutters? Um, which kind of ties in with another question that we've had, um, which. Um, is the market has changed where I am and prices have adjusted. I'm constantly losing out to the other agents who still price on the old market where prices are the same, um, they're not rising, um, and they are winning the instructions. I am more expensive than the competition, so they're pricing high, right? low commission. Um, I'm giving them the honest advice and telling them that they're home what it's really worth, but I'm losing out. How can I compete with that? Okay, so there's a few deviations. Um, even though that they sort of blend in, Luke, one part of the question is, how do I keep, how do I compete with a fee cutter? Yeah. The other one is, how do I compete with someone that overprices us? Yeah. Right? Um, particularly in a marketplace that there's been a price correction. Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay, so the first thing is on undercutting. Yeah. Not every business is meant for you. I think that there's a discount model and that some people want to fly with a discount carrier. I was talking to my cousin yesterday. She's flying to Athens, yeah. and um, she said she's using um, an airline, Ryanair, I think yeah. she said, and she said, oh, they're a discount thing. And yeah. I said, oh, why don't you use British Airways? She yeah. goes, no, no, she goes, I don't care about that. I just want the cheapest. Yeah. I said, okay, no problems. Um, as I look around London, I yeah. notice that there is um, Teslas, yeah. Range Rovers, yeah. But I also notice that there's some cheap cars. Yeah. So I think that not all business is for you. Um, I also believe that fundamentally, and we were talking about it with a podcast with John McGrath the other day, and that is you've got to make the assumption that a discount agent, doesn't matter what the model, you know, purple bricks or other discount models that you've got here in the UK, you've got to take the assumption that there's an estate agent out there that will do it for zero. Yeah. And you've got to go in to a listing presentation or evaluation and you've got to say to yourself, I've got to be so good that they turn around and say, we're focused on the wrong thing here. Yeah. We're talking about fee. But actually, I actually feel like talking to Luke, he's got a plan. Yeah. He's going to show me how he's going to get more people interested. Yeah. And I actually think he's a damn good negotiator. So all of a sudden, I'm actually less concerned about the fee. And I want to start noticing what's this damn process that this discount agent's got. 
because at the end of the day, I might save myself, you know, 1% or 2%, but if I'm going to actually get 5% or 10% less in the sale price of my home, I'm going to rip myself off. Yeah. So what I need to do is get super clear, and I'm not saying I'm not saying discount. I'm not saying discount agents are always going to get you a lower price, and I'm not saying the highest person is going to get you the highest price. But what I'm going to say is this: that at the end of the day, a consumer wants the most money in their pocket. If you ask a thousand consumers, you got two choices: you can pay a really low fee but you'll get less money in your pocket or you can pay a higher fee but you'll get more money in your pocket 100% of people will say I want more money in my pocket yeah so what you've got to do as an estate agent is to forget about the competition yeah because the competition is your poor listing presentation the competition is the fact that you've gone there with no product knowledge. Your competition is your lack of ability to build trust and likability and attractiveness with your client at the listing presentation. Your competition is the fact that the client doesn't feel that you are going to get them more money. So I would start off with don't worry too much about what the discount is doing Yeah. because your job is to get them as much as you can. Now. If that vendor is a sticker shocker vendor, like my cousin is, yeah. who wants to fly with a cheap airline, yeah. that's life. Not all business is for you. Yeah. And and for the record, Luke, in my own life and the clients that I train, I've noticed some of the biggest headaches you have are from clients yeah. that screwed you down on a low fee, that were unrealistic with price, that turned around and were on the phone every day saying, where's the buyer? What yeah. have you done? What have yeah. you done? And to me, that's not a listing. That's a liability. Yeah. yeah. So you've got to get, like you mentioned, world-class about what are you offering to your vendor? How are you different? And how are you going to demonstrate that you're going to get them the best price? But you mentioned it was strategy. Correct. So you've actually got a strategy. And you've mentioned this before. Hope is not... Hope's a shit strategy. And a lot of real estate people have gone in and they actually don't have a business plan. Like yeah. if you think, well, what's a listing presentation? It's a business plan. Yeah. Here is your business plan, Mr. and Mrs. Client, yeah. on how I'm going to get you more than anyone else yeah. in the marketplace. And it's tailored to you and your home. Correct. Yeah. Correct. So adds, adds that extra... Correct personalization. This is not a. This is not the. The minute you join the commodity, you're gone. Yeah. The commodity dungeon, you're gone. Yeah. No. Fantastic. Fantastic. So, um, so uh, we've got um, a question from Tom McGee, um, who follows you very closely. Having interviewed so many, uh, so many million dollar writers, um, what are the top three habits? that you feel they possess that is going to make that makes them a success and that other people could look at adopting. They don't, they don't run an energy or passion based business because it's a shit strategy. They run a process driven business because process trumps motivation any day of the week. So they have checklists in every part of their business. I'm not talking about having to, you know, you're not flying, you know, this is not SpaceX, you're not Elon Musk taking, you know, a spaceship, a, a space shuttle to, to, to Mars. 
but you have got to do a set of you know rituals on getting a listing, um, processing it, um, getting it realigned with price, getting buyers to commit. So you need processes in yeah. place. You need processes in place for every step of the way. So number one is they're process driven people. Yeah. They've got the process of McDonald's. Yeah. Number two is that they have got an addiction to hunting for stock. In Australia, US, UK, we call it prospecting. Yep. The bottom line is, Luke, it doesn't matter whether they've got 50 listings or one listing, they are always prospecting. Cause they every all, day? Every day, because they know that it's all about the pipeline, Yeah. right? Number three, they have got a marketing-based business, not just a prospecting-based yep. business. And the reason why is that we live in a world now where the consumer has changed. They're time poor, they're socially media savvy, websites like Right Move yeah. provide them so much information. So the consumer of 2019 is highly educated. So what you need to do is run a marketing-based business and become a brand attraction agent. It's not who you know, it's who knows you. And I think that they're probably the three things. So I'll go over them again. Yeah. They're people that have got a process. Yeah. Very, very important. They're people that are always hunting. And they're uh, people that are running a marketing-based business. Yeah. Fantastic. So you, you talked about brand. And, and one of my questions for today was uh, Gary B, who I'm a massive fan of, and Chris England that's, that's watching this as well. Uh, the video guys, um, they they love Gary V. What were the, because you can get a word in edgeway with, no. with, <laughs> with Gary. Um, what what was it like and what what did you take away from Gary having met, met him? Gary V, Gary V um, changed my business. Yeah. I mean, if you go on, if you, you know, Susan, that's my business manager, showed yeah. me the latest research, in the world, under real estate coaching, after Gary V, Tom Ferry, I come in third as wow. the most there, and that happened as a result of Gary V, yeah. because what he said to me is, mate, be you. You're gonna get people that are gonna slag you off, and there might be a thousand, but there'll be 10,000 yeah. that'll love you. Don't let the thousand veer you off. So what I did is I continued to post on social media in the way I speak and act in my personal life. Yeah. And that includes the occasional F word. Yeah. That includes me being not your typical real estate coach or trainer that will say, here are the seven steps. Yeah. So what actually end up happening is there's a group of people that would think, that guy's rude, arrogant, but what happened is I began to get a tribe that got my vibe. Yeah. And I stuck with it and he made a profound impact because what I've seen in my own, like, you know, I mean, I will never do a live stream on a Sunday night rant now and by the end of the week not have 15,000 viewers, wow. right? I've even left TV work yeah. because my social media it's got, it's got to the stage where I've got the audience yeah. 
and um, I've got a, a, yeah. a very loyal audience. So he taught me that, which is basically authenticity wins out. The other thing that I found that was very useful with Gary V is um, self-awareness, knowing who you are. Yeah. Because when you know who you are, the views and opinions of others don't matter. When you're unsure of who you are, what happens is their voices become louder than your inner voice. Yeah. So get a deep understanding of who you are. And the third thing is, fucking fix yourself up. Like, if you're not happy, you know, move. You're not yeah. a tree. Yeah. If there's a problem, fucking fix it. Yeah. If you're looking at your mobile phone and there's a cracked screen there, yeah. and every time you look at it, you think, shit, oh, it annoys me. Yeah. Go, Go pay on. the 50 pounds and, yeah. you know, get it and get, it, get yeah. it fixed, you know. Yeah. Fix yourself up, sort yourself out, yeah. you know? Um, they're probably the things. Yeah, fantastic. So really appreciate your time. Thank you. Uh, Sanjay keeps peering through the window, doesn't he? And yeah, well, you know, ev <laughs> like everyone's like, the truth is, Luke, I'm here because yeah. of um, Spice of Heart, yeah. which I'm speaking at the conference on Thursday yeah. or Friday. And I know that there is viewers that you've got that are employed. Yeah, yeah. so we, we have viewers and listeners that are employed by Spice, Spice of Heart group. Um, so you're over for that annual conference? Correct. So I'll be seeing Paul and Jono there. Yeah. I had lunch with Sanjay, and I know that your business partner is Stephen Brown. Yeah. Um, We're going to be with Tom Ferry on the Friday. Correct. Um, so for anyone that doesn't know Tom Ferry, if you had to sum Tom Ferry up in a very brief statement to anyone in real estate, what would it be? Uh, he focuses on three things. Marketing, mindset, and model. He says that these are the three things that pretty much symbolize whether you're going to be successful in real yeah. estate. Marketing is your brand. What are you doing for lead generation? Model is what's your structure of your business? And the last one is mindset. Um, what's your attitude like? Yeah. Um, are you the sort of person that thinks abundance or scarcity? So, um, yeah, he's a great guy to follow. Yeah. I've interviewed him a, a number of yeah. times. You know, he was at Arik too. He was at Arik last, last year. Last yeah. year. He was at Arik also a few years yeah. back. Um, so, um, yeah, he's a he's a he's 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 great. He's yeah. quite different. He's quite different to Gary Vaynerchuk. You yeah. Know, Gary Gary V is uh, <laughs> uh, I think uh, a little bit more raw. Yeah. You know. Um, but uh, you're interviewing, and I'm sure you're yeah. going you know, to give some good takeout. There'll be some great, great, yeah. great content. So thanks for uh, watching with the Facebook Live. Um, we haven't got a production crew, so I'm going to have to press the finish button myself. Um, so I'll leave you to give the viewers some key takeaways so it looks a bit seamless. Okay, so guys and girls, I want to thank you again for the biggest thing you can do is your attention, but ne never forget this. Ideas without execution are delusions. It's what you do after the video that matters.